Welcome back to IND Japan, and thank you for tuning in. Today's topic is about why the hell can't Japanese people speak English? I mean in general. Japan, despite its G7 status and having the world's best toilets, has consistently ranked low in English fluency when compared to many other non-English speaking countries. Many foreigners, including me, who visit Japan for the first time would often face a serious language barrier. The moment you ask a local, can you help me, don't be surprised if they run the other way. It's not you, it's English. A survey conducted by EF Education First, a Swiss international education company, assessed the English proficiency of 113 non-English speaking countries and regions. Japan ranked 87th overall and 15th among the 23 Asian countries and regions included in the study. The survey categorized Japan as having low proficiency or pretty crap in everyday language. To make matters worse, it keeps getting worse and worse with each passing year. Last year, they took 80th place, and that's pretty embarrassing already. This year, it seems like Japan has hit a new rock bottom by dropping down to the 87th place. So, what the hell is going on here? It's not like Japan doesn't have any English education. Kids have been learning English since junior high school. And Japan has a big English conversation school, aka Eikaiwa business. The EF English Proficiency Index survey indicates a decrease in adult English proficiency in East Asia over the past four years, with Japan experiencing this decline for a decade. This trend has notably intensified this year, with both Japan and China showing significant drops. Concurrently, there has been a substantial reduction in the number of East Asian university students attending US institutions. While the pandemic-related travel restrictions have contributed to the situation, the decline in English proficiency might also reflect wider political and demographic changes, along with an increasing skepticism towards Western dominance in educational norms and values. So, it's not just Japan, technically. Corona has definitely slowed a lot of things down and changed a lot of people's tendency. In Japan, people are showing less interest in traveling abroad as they are discovering the joy of domestic travels. As always, let's rewind and take a look at the past for a bit. To understand Japan's current low English fluency, it is essential to consider the historical factors because they did shape the nation's attitude towards language learning. Japan remained isolated from the rest of the world for centuries under the Tokugawa shogunate. So, if there's anyone to blame, it's him. This isolation period, known as Sakoku, hindered the adoption of foreign languages including English. During Sakoku, Japan only allowed very limited contact with certain foreign nations, primarily Dutch and Chinese, and completely excluded English-speaking countries like Britain and the United States. As a result, there was little to no direct exposure to the English language. After Sakoku ended in the mid-19th century, Japan rapidly modernized, but they were still selective when it came to embracing Western ideas or languages. For whatever reason, they even placed stronger emphasis on German and French over English. 
Furthermore, Japan's involvement in World War II and subsequent occupation by the United States introduced English to some extent, but they also generated mixed feelings about the language itself. Many Japanese might have rejected English out of pride and resentment because it's the occupier's language, right? I mean, I get it. Imagine being the foreigner at the time, like, hey, we're going to take over your country, but in return, we will teach you the alphabet song. Yeah, not happening. The influence of English only became much more pronounced in the 20th century, especially after World War II. So the history of the English language in Japan is pretty short. A concept called Nihon Jinron also exists in Japan. Nihon Jinron is a genre of text and academic discourse in Japan that focuses on the uniqueness of Japanese culture and society. The term itself can be translated as theories and discussions about the Japanese. Nihon Jinron explores various aspects of Japanese national identity and character, often emphasizing the distinctiveness of Japan as compared to other countries, particularly Western nations. Key characteristics of Nihon Jin thinking include cultural uniqueness. Nihon Jinron asserts that Japanese culture and society are uniquely different from other cultures, especially in terms of language, social behavior, and values. As strange as it sounds, I kind of agree. Living here, you kind of feel like there is this bubble, isolating Japan from the rest of the world. I can't really put my finger on it though. Nihon Jinron also talks about homogeneity. It often emphasizes the ethnic and cultural homogeneity of Japan, suggesting a strong sense of shared identity and community among the Japanese people. Not only that, Nihon Jinron also frequently highlights a sense of continuity in Japanese history and culture, portraying Japan as a nation with a long, unbroken cultural and historical lineage. This might lead to a perception that learning a foreign language like English is less important or even contrary to maintaining cultural identity. Group orientation is a common theme. It is the collectivist nature of Japanese society, in contrast with the individualism prevalent in Western cultures. So if the majority agree to speak Japanese, then English has no chance. The Japanese language is often presented as a key factor in defining the uniqueness of the Japanese psyche and social structure, sometimes arguing that the language structure influences the Japanese way of thinking. It may also foster a sense of pride in using Japanese, the emphasis on Japanese communication style, which are often indirect and context-dependent, might contrast sharply with the more direct style of communication typically used in English. They are less likely to say, I don't like you straight to your face. Instead, they will say something like, oh, you're a very interesting person or something along that line. And you will have to read between the lines to understand how they truly feel about you. This can create difficulties in adapting to English language where people just don't give a damn about telling someone to get lost straight to their sorry faces. Some Nihon Jinron narratives focus on the Japanese people's supposed unique relationship with nature and their ability to live in harmony with the natural environment. This probably has nothing to do with English proficiency, but I thought it's worth mentioning since we're on the subject anyway. I don't necessarily agree with this though. I mean, sure they love nature and they celebrate every season, 
but they also use a lot of plastics. I'm sorry to say this, but they do. There's no reason why they should wrap cookies in individual packages. Nihon Jinron has been criticized for its essentialist and sometimes nationalistic undertones. Critics argue that it often overlooks Japan's diversity and complexity and can oversimplify or romanticize Japanese culture. To an extent, sure. But if you live outside the urban areas where foreigners are very few and far between, Nihon Jinron's theory is not so far off. The Japanese education system plays a central role in Japan's crappy English proficiency as well. No offense. Many schools focus on road memorization and standardized testing, such as the dreadful university entrance exam, which is kind of like the final boss in the student's world. Many students give up their hobbies and dreams just to pass these annoying exams. English classes also prioritize grammar and vocabulary knowledge over practical language skills. English is taught as a subject for exams rather than a tool for communication, leading to a lack of conversational skill. So even though many students spend hundreds of hours poring over English textbooks, they probably can't even order a burger at McDonald's. And because of all of these, many students come to associate English with being completely boring and useless. Moreover, the limited number of classroom hours dedicated to English instruction is not enough for developing fluency. Unlike some European countries where students are exposed to English from an early age, Japanese students often start learning English in junior high school, making it challenging to attain a high level of proficiency. According to some scientific findings, to achieve near-native or native-level proficiency, you need about 5 to 10 years of continuous exposure and practice of the target language. Of course, this highly depends on each person, but generally, young learners pick up languages more quickly than adults. Admit it, us adults, we don't even remember what we had for breakfast this morning. The teaching methodology also matters. Traditional teaching methods often prioritize written exercise and grammar rules over practical speaking and listening skills. This results in students who may excel in written English but struggle to hold a conversation. Although this might not be a language issue per se, I've taught a lot of students from different backgrounds. Japanese, they tend to be on the quieter side. But we'll talk more about that in a second. There's also this thing where most English teachers in Japan are non-native English speakers. Sure, they have ALT, which stands for Assistant Language Teacher, and most of them are native English speakers, but they don't have any control over the lessons. Japanese teachers do, and because of this, they tend to follow the more traditional method of memorizing stuff. The interaction between ALTs and the student is also limited. Again, I don't know what they're thinking. Japan's societal factors also contribute to its low English fluency. The prevalence of the Japanese language in everyday life means that many Japanese people just don't feel the need to use English at all. If they want to live in Japan forever and work for a Japanese company for the rest of their lives, then there's little need for English. Moreover, the strong collectivist culture in Japan emphasizes conformity and discourages individuals from standing out which can lead to a reluctance to communicate in a foreign language, especially if one is not confident in their skills. And yeah, speaking English is still considered an amazing skill in Japan. 
Kids who speak English sometimes have a hard time with their peers because they are seen as showing off if they speak English in front of them. So, they don't. Most of my Japanese students make so much fuss about making mistakes when they're speaking English, and I have to remind them all the time, like, don't worry. Making mistake is a part of learning. You'll get better if you keep studying. And nobody really cares if you speak broken English as long as they can understand what you're trying to say. Heck, my Japanese is like a train wreck meets circus, but I don't really care. If I can explain myself, even if it makes me look like a dancing monkey, hey, I got through to them, didn't I? Additionally, the lack of diverse cultural exposure within Japan, of course, outside of Tokyo, Kyoto, and Osaka, can limit opportunities for English language practice. Unlike countries with a more diverse population, Japan has relatively fewer English-speaking residents making it harder for Japanese people to engage in real-life conversations. I mean, added with the fact that Japanese are generally introverted, they are less likely to strike a conversation with foreigners at a bar. So if you're single and hoping to meet someone at a bar here, you better come up with a Japanese pickup line first. Furthermore, the concept of harmony is deeply ingrained in Japanese society. Speaking a language fluently, especially in a public setting where others may not be as fluent, can be perceived as a little bit rude and inconsiderate. This may discourage individuals from using English in social situations. They also say that Japan's unique writing system is to blame. As you know, Japanese writing system includes kanji, hiragana, and katakana. The complexity and memorization required for kanji may divert time and effort away from English language study. So the theory goes. Moreover, the cognitive load of learning multiple writing systems can make English seem even more challenging in comparison. I'm not sure about this explanation though. There is a theory that the reason why Chinese are stereotypically good students is because memorizing Chinese characters has somehow heightened their overall cognitive skills. While the Japanese government has recognized the importance of English proficiency for international communication and business, its efforts have been criticized for being insufficient and not addressing the core issues. Initiatives like the JET stands for Japan Exchange and Teaching Program brings English speakers to Japan to assist in language education, but these programs often face budget constraints and limited impact. The government has also attempted to introduce English education reforms, such as the English Education Reform Plan in 2013, which aimed to increase the number of English-speaking citizens. The core objectives of the plan included introducing English as a subject in elementary schools, enhancing the quality of English teaching in middle and high schools, and increasing the exposure of students to native English speakers through exchange programs and hiring more native English-speaking teachers. Sounds solid, right? However, these efforts have faced resistance from traditionalists within the education system, leading to slow implementation and mixed results. These traditionalists often argue that preserving the conventional Japanese teaching method and curricula should be priority. They're concerned that a strong focus on English might undermine the importance of Japanese culture and language education. This is something that really irks me. 
It's all well and good, being proud of your own culture and language, but rejecting others because of it? That's so 1950s, like get over it already. Just because your traditional diet is fish doesn't mean you should reject chicken, you know what I mean? And just because you eat chicken, it doesn't mean you'll forget the taste of fish, it's called variety. So. In conclusion, Japan's low English fluency is a complex issue, influenced by a combination of historical, educational, societal, and cultural factors, you name it. Pretty much everything. So there are a lot of things that need to be changed or modified in order for English fluency to go up. I suppose the most doable one for now is for everyone to just chill and be a bit more shameless about making mistakes. One good thing though, at least I'll still have my job for the next few decades. Thank you for listening. Until next time.